You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. So it's Think. This is episode 12, and I'm here with my co-host, Paul Vine. I'm Paul Vine, and I've been upgraded to co-host. And yeah, you have. And now introduce uh, uh, the the third person in the room. With us, we have Harold, uh, what's your last name? Bon. Bon. Harold Bon. Engineer. Engineer. Production specialist. Uh, the person who knows the right way to face a microphone. Well, what was your title for him earlier? A microphone orientationalist. Yeah, okay. Which is definitely... It sounds problematic. Yeah, it's, I don't think it is, but uh, if it is, uh, again, direct all negative tweets at John Kasich. Yeah. Um, I've actually found out that his name is spelled J-O-H-N. I think... J-O-H-N? What do you think it was before? I think it was... I think I said J-A-H-N, but I, that might have been the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. J-A-H-N? J-A-N? Whose name Kasich. is that? I don't know. No one has that name. So, um... So complain to John Kasich. Yeah. Governor for John For the Kasich. way of, for saying orientationalist. Yeah. Anything negative about the podcast, just direct to him. He's our uh, PR guy. Yeah. He's, you know, he's the governor. He's the mayor of Ohio. He's the mayor of Ohio. He's the mayor of Think. Yeah. He's the mayor of our He's hearts. our immediate higher up. We don't take any notes except from John Kasich. Yeah, if you call in to a live show. That we don't do, but We've if never we done do, a live do show. if we do do, and you do call in and ask to speak to our manager, we will have to direct you to that's his what, office. That's what we should do when we start a Patreon: is just live shows of us just tweeting oh, at John Kasich or just trying to okay. call John yeah, Kasich's say, office. Live shows are going to be very bad. <laughs> it's like they just talked for three and a half hours about John Kasich being a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, what if we just like tried to live cast us just calling like John Kasich staffers? Better idea. Mm-hmm. We upload our, vi- we release videos of us trying to storm into, is it the capital? Where does he live in I, uh, Columbus? <laughs> I don't. The capital of Columbus. I guess. Does he have like. He a, lives I, in the tower on the hill. Oh, okay. He's, he's not the one at, like, with Dirty the gold Franks? sighting. Uh, I don't think he lives in the basement of Dirty Frank's uh, <laughs> hot dog factory. I feel like that he does, and that's where they get their good, good sodas. So they just have this to sounds it. a little like another Pizzagate, but I'm willing to take a gun and try and get to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got him down there. You're milking his nipples for your sodas. Uh, okay, we got to the point of talking about John Kasich's nipples in about three, four minutes. So let's just jump right into the educational part. All right. So speaking about, oh, I can't really bridge the gap between no, John Kasich's nipples and there's no transition. My topic. Uh, I wish I could, but um, well, I actually could for mine, but yeah. Oh my God, you did do butt plugs, didn't you? I did not do butt plugs. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, so we'll tell, get to it. Tell me what you know about the year 1986. 1986. It was three years after Return of the Jedi came out, which is how I gauge years. Yeah. Uh, three uh, ARJ. It was two years after Born in the USA came out. All right, so yeah, I believe. I, uh, yeah, everything in your life revolves around Star Wars and Bruce Springsteen. It's just like I am not religious, so I don't feel like we should base years off the birth and death of Jesus Christ. So I just go to my favorite things. I don't think we base them off the death. I think we just do it on the birth. So what's... But isn't there... Okay, but it's 1 AD. He, yeah. After death. I thought that's what that meant. No, it's Anno Domini. It's in, in the year of our Lord. That's Latin. Oh. 
So where did I get after death? Is that just something they tell kids who don't go to Latin school? Yeah, that's a thing that like <laughs> okay. pe- pe- people who have never bothered to learn Latin, which is fine, don't yeah. learn Latin. Um, but it's just like people are like, oh yeah, this makes sense. But like also that doesn't make any sense because Jesus so, died in 33 AD. Yeah. So what I thought was that, I mean, I guess I never really thought about it. Like this is something. I mean, that there's I not, there's nothing in the Bible about it. But, yeah. Okay. There's no, like they don't spend a chapter setting up the calendar. Yeah. That's really the problem with the Bible as like a, a text is that it doesn't really do enough world building. <laughs> it just like, goes into all character development, but there's no, you don't really get a sense of like yeah. the world that they're living in. There should at least be like a Silmarian, or however you say that. S- Silmarillion? Silmarillion? Sure. I don't care about Lord of the uh, Rings either. Karma Chameleon? I pick my Star Wars thing, which in yeah. case it's just Wikipedia. That's how you find out about <laughs> yeah. everything. It, there's a Bible version, I think. I don't want to print that out. It's, it's called It's called Lukepedia. Mm. And it's the. Um, it's called Lukepedia. Lukepedia. That's I don't. That's a missed opportunity. No, that's a, that's not good. Well, it's the. Anyway, I just want to say I thought the beast. Oh, okay, I get it. The Gospel of Luke. Yeah. Skywalker? Or are you talking Christianity again? Oh, they could both be. Um, I think they're the same thing. Okay, so what I want to ask right now is basically that BC does not mean before Christ. No, B. Does BC be what does BC mean? Apparently something in Latin. Uh oh man, I've now I'm feeling really dumb because I feel like I should know this. Cool. So we both feel dumb and this is nice. Yeah, I think I thought I'm, BC was before Christ and then zero. I think was it just is the thirty three years that Jesus was alive. I feel like it should AD be Latin, but I, I mean Christ is Christus in Latin. So uh-huh. like what's C, before in Latin? I uh, not it's not B. It doesn't no. begin with a B. It's like aunt, Ante? No, that's... Is that after? Yeah, I think that... Antebellum is like the... Lady Antebellum, you know. Yeah, Antebellum's like <laughs> before, <laughs> the, before the war. Is yeah, it? I think so. Okay, sure. Um, I don't know. We'll, this will be our topic for next week. Yeah. Just get real into the calendars. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to look it up because I T- feel like an talk idiot about right now. Gregorian. Talk yeah, about... Is, is your topic... Julian calendar. Oh, man. I mean... It, it, you could tie it to the calendars in a way. Okay, yeah, Antebellum is before the war. You want to listen to some Lady Antebellum? No, no, I'm good. They you did sure? that Run run to Me. Um, I don't know. They did a song called, like, Run run to You, Run to Me. They have a new album uh, featuring the single You Look Good that's available. S- don't advertise for it. They're not <laughs> paying right, us money. Right. They're, they're not paying us. Fuck Lady Antebellum unless they want to pay us money. You're gonna, we're gonna have to, but they should. We're going to have to just take what you just said and rewind it to unsay it. Yeah, we are recording to tape, right, Harold? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> good. And that's why we have this crisp vintage sound. All right. So uh, my topic for this week uh, is a, a little event that happened in uh, 1986. You might be a little familiar with it. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, the Chernobyl disaster. Okay. Your, your thing is quickly becoming 80s politics. Right? I I mean it doesn't have 80s to be political events. Uh, I want to do more. I mean, I just so happened you went from Shadow the Hedgehog to very serious topics. I mean, it was either this or Jughead, and I feel like I could not do Jughead oh, justice. I okay, you should save Jughead for another week yeah. because I would love to learn about. That. I mean, I mostly just want to talk about how Jughead is like canonically asexual now, yeah. which is dope as hell. Okay, I want to talk about his uh, hamburger thing. Yeah, his thing where he he just takes the hamburgers and puts them into his body, and he expands, but then also shrinks. 
You mean he eats hamburgers and then poops later? <laughs> no, no, no. This is not a pooping thing. This is like one minute you're looking at him and he is a very large inflated man. And the other minute he is a normal weight. It's kind of... The the comics play it pretty fast and loose with <laughs> his, like... how digestion his, works. Yeah. Um... So Chernobyl. Which one of Archie's girls did you find more attractive? Betty or the other one? Veronica? Yeah, v- Betty or Veronica. Um, mm, I mean, if I had to pick one. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one. I have this to pick one. Uh, is Betty the black-haired one, I think? I don't know. I, I'm just like, this is a, a, a shallow thing that actually really doesn't come up in my life at all. Yeah. Um, but like... I think brunettes i prefer over blondes but like mm. i've never tested there's been never been that like seems a, very shallow Paul. there's never the been correct like answer was jughead oh that's true all right but there is a i think there is a jughead like a female jughead swap at some what? point the archie comics got baffling man all right we'll look at pictures of that over the break uh, i think that's rule 63 if i remember correctly it's where you gender swap your character okay so there's that, how many rules are there um, I do not know any past 63. Okay. Were you going to tell me about Chernobyl? Uh, was I? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was Chernobyl the thing that happened that gender swapped Archie and Jughead <laughs> yeah. and Betty and Veronica yeah. in 1986? Chernobyl is actually Russian for um, female Jughead. <laughs> All right. No, so Chernobyl is uh, really actually the name of the power plant. So the power plant's name is the Chernobyl Nuclear Power Does Plant. Does it mean anything? Um, not that I know of. Uh, I mean, maybe if you did some digging, possibly. But, uh, so you didn't do digging. I mean, I did some level of digging, but I wasn't going to look up. I didn't think to figure out what Chernobyl meant. Um, so it's located near Pripyat. This is the, like the nearby town. That Lovely like, town. Um, which is in Ukraine, so it's on. Yes. It's in Ukraine near the border of uh, Belarus. Yeah, Pripyat. Pripyat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the in the incident occurred in uh, April on April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six. Ooh, six days after four twenty. Yeah, that may or may not have been an, a a factor in it. Probably was. Probably, probably not. Probably was. Probably not. Ah, my money's um, on it was. So uh, the big thing here is that uh, Pripyat, the, well, Pripyat's the town, but uh, Chernobyl power plant had four reactors, four nuclear reactors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the How many it, cooling towers? Four, I think. I think there's one cooling tower for each reactor. So in Springfield, they have two nuclear reactors. Okay. That's I have no idea. They, they may be, they're, they're probably operating on a different design in the Simpsons. <laughs> Than they are, and I, I'd say that like kind of in jest, but also probably for real because the design was part of the b- a big reason of why this event happened the way that it happened. Okay. Um, so reactor four is the one that went uh, up in smoke, um, and since my favorite Chi Chin Chong movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, since the uh, Chernobyl incident. There's only been two incidents that have been classified as level seven, which is the highest level on the international nuclear event scale. Um, which is just like there's been a major release of radioactive material, and there's going to be a lot of cleanup. Essentially, is I don't I'm not there's not like hard rules to that unless you probably work on the group that 
decides those. But the only other one that uh, is also level seven is the Fukushima Daiichi. Ooh, that uh, happened recently. That was in 2011 after the tsunami. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened there was just like the towers flooded, and the flooding caused all their uh, safety backup mechanisms to fail. Yeah. So in Chernobyl, there was a lot more like human components. Um, and as a, I mean, as far as things go, it's a pretty bad uh, event. Thirty-one people died as a direct result. Two people died, basically due to the blast. Okay. Because there was there was like an, an explosion. Uh, the other twenty-nine people were mostly uh, workers at the plant or firefighters. Uh, it's, I think it's mostly firefighters who died due to acute radiation poisoning. Okay. Um, during I, like cleanup. I don't want to sound insensitive here. But there is an episode of The Simpsons where Homer starts working from home because he finds out he can do that if he becomes morbidly obese. And then he gets one of those birds that like has the water in it that like yeah. tips over and pecks down and then comes back up. They heard I was talking about the yeah, nuclear they heard firefighters. And they were just like, off. is this guy shit talking firefighters? Let's go get him. <laughs> it's like, no, sir, I respect your position. I'm, oh. I'm talking about the... Give us a, like a ten and five minute warning, by the way, when we get to like twenty and twenty five. Um, but there is an episode of The Simpsons where he replaces it with one of his his job because his job is just to stay at home because he's Fat. morbidly obese and he wears a muumuu and he gets a bird to just press down on the inner key or the Y key and then I think the cat or the dog knocks into it or something and then it doesn't do the right button and then it doesn't vent the gas. And it starts to build up and explode, and it's going to explode and destroy the the entire town. And then Homer finds out, and the only way he saves the day is he rushes in town in time that he pops the top off and then plugs it with his own body. Okay, yeah. Did was it a similar thing that happened? No, absolutely. Okay, there's, nothing. Probably was there one of those novelty dipping birds? No. Okay. The closest. Was there a the closest? Very large man in a muumuu. <laughs> there might have been, but definitely did not solve the problem. Okay. Um, now, I guess afterwards, in the after effects, you could maybe argue that... Um, well, I'll get into it, but I guess you could argue that there is something that took the place of a large man in a boo-boo. <laughs> All right. Um, but, the, yeah, the only thing that probably is similar... I will say a little less engaged after finding this out, but still. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that real life does not follow the rules of the Simpsons world. I thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. All right. So uh, background to the incident kind of leading up to it. Um, the way, like, the nuclear power plants work is they basically generate power through – they generate electricity through steam production. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a nuclear reaction, the fission that occurs. It generates just a lot of heat. That heat will heat up water, which then is turns into steam, is forced through steam turbines, and that generates electricity. Well, that sounds pretty steampunk. It is well. It's a lot less. How many gears are there involved? Uh, there, none. I don't they think there's more any, gears. I don't think they should just any like, gears. They should just glue gears onto everything. Yeah. So, um, and, so and everyone that works there should have one of those weird like metal arm braces. Yeah, that makes the, it look like they're injured and need it to lift things. Right, and then like the cool glasses. 
that don't do anything is that and that also a Simpsons the goggles? thing? Yeah, they do, they do nothing. Is that a thing? Yeah, the the, gog- the goggles they do nothing. Yeah, it's a all right. There yeah, it is. That's, that's a Rainer Wolf Castle reference. Back to the Simpsons. All my Simpsons knowledge has just been expanded, ex- mm. expended. Well, one day we'll do a five-hour episode where I describe the plot of every Simpsons episode, season two through ninety. Okay, awesome. That'll be a very well. Actually, people will probably be very much into that episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll live stream it. I'll act it out. I'll get different costumes. It's, I mean, that's like Twitter nowadays. Is just like everyone making the same Simpsons jokes. Yeah. So it's very fun for me who's not watched The Simpsons to be like, uh huh, sure, continue. Um, so this issue, the the Chernobyl incident, uh, really came about because there's a design issue. Um, you know, in case of emergency, they have the ability to scram the the reactor, just basically shut down production. Now, the problem is, is that when you scram the reactor, there's still a lot of, like, leftover heat. Um, and so to prevent the reactor from overheating and becoming, like, damaged, because um, if you overheat, it causes core damage, and that leads to what we call a nuclear meltdown. That's, like, the colloquial term for it. Um, What's so, the professional term? Uh, core damage. Mm. Um, That's... I- yeah. So, I mean, essentially what you luster. have is you have a bunch of... You've seen um, <clears throat> that one James Bond movie where he inserts the fuel rod into the guy to kill him? Nope. Okay, well... But I have seen the one, uh, the beginning of every single episode of The Simpsons, where Homer gets the... Fuel rod? Yeah, on his okay. back, and then he throws it out. Sure. So, yeah, so there's eventually, essentially fuel rods that... Uh, you know, or what where the fission occurs. That's where the, the nuclear reaction occurs. And then yeah. you have control rods that you insert into the core material to basically slow the process as much as you want it so that it doesn't, you know, go poorly. Um, so part of the problem was um, when you when you stop that chain reaction, when you stop the fission, the heat doesn't dissipate. So uh, in order to prevent that from happening, you have to actively cool the, the core. The core. Um, this is done at the... Uh, Chernobyl plant, which is a R. Mm, oh my gosh, I have this written down somewhere. Where's this at? R. Mm, did I delete that? Holy crap! I don't have it in my notes. It's called like a RWBK or RMBK. I think okay. it's RMBK. That doesn't seem like it matters so much. Yeah, yeah, but but so what it is is it, it uses water as a coolant, and the uh, rods they use to like slow the process are made out of graphite. This is okay. com- this comes yeah, up later. Graphite rods. Um, so the problem here is that they have these pumps that are used to provide that cooling. But if you have an emergency and power goes out, obviously your reactor is going to stop. Mm-hmm. And also your pumps aren't going to work because you don't have electricity. By? The, the reactor? Yeah. The reactor powers itself, essentially. Cool. That's what I think. But, but the water, the water that is pumped through there to, yeah. to generate the steam and also provide cooling is not... Oh, it should be. Right. So Do they do that now? Uh, yeah, they do. Well, so the part of the problem was is that they were trying to fix this problem of where uh, if there's an emergency shutdown, because the plant had been operating for like two years without this in place, but if there's an emergency shutdown, they have backup generators that can kick on. Yes. They take 15 seconds to start up, Yes. and they take about 60 seconds to 75 seconds in order to reach like their full speed. In which case, they can fully sustain the, the water pumping and pr- continue yeah. to provide cooling. So like a car driven by Nicholas Cage. Right. So the problem is, is you've got 60 seconds there, essentially. All right. Yeah, you've got 60 seconds there where uh, you don't really have full full cooling. 
So that could be bad. So they wanted to see if they could basically take as like steam slowly, you know, you stop providing steam to the turbines and as the turbines spin down just from momentum, they wanted to see if they could use that to power the um, the cooling pumps. Um, they had did a couple tests, but none of those were successful. So on April, I guess technically 25th, okay. uh, they were going to do, they were doing a maintenance shutdown of that reactor and they were supposed to carry out this testing. Now that reactor has a nominal level of 3,200 megawatts of thermal energy. Uh-huh. Um, testing was supposed to occur at a low level of 700 to 800 megawatts. Um, it was supposed to go. It was supposed to happen during the day shift. This is kind of all like background information. It was supposed to happen during the day shift, but there was a uh, a local power problem, and they had to keep the the plant operating at a higher capacity until basically the night shift was getting ready to walk out. Um, so the or the sorry the evening shift was getting ready to walk out. And the night shift was going to take over at midnight. Okay. So the problem is, is that the people that were trained to do this mm-hmm. experiment were they not left. the they yeah were not the people that are going to carry it out. They weren't doing it with the proper supervision because they're like, well, we've done this a couple times before and it's relatively simple. Um, so there's one guy I didn't write out in his name because I don't want to incriminate him, but he his name was like do you know him. Oh, his name was like Tope. Alexander Toby Tope Topinov or something like that Um, but he inserted the control rods too deeply and he basically put the plant yeah but he put the plant into a a near shutdown position he went too deep yeah he went too deep Um, damn what's his name uh, Phil Collins (laughs) Um, but Uh, you could have said some 41 any of the guys that was also good yeah um, well, he he died, so like, mm-hmm. maybe show some fucking respect. Mm. Um, but he inserted the control rods too deep, and rather than being mm-hmm. at that seven hundred level, it dropped to about thirty megawatt level, oh, which is no. not good. Um, so they kind of dis- in order to try to get it back up to the speed they wanted the 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 power level they wanted to be at, they disabled a bunch of the automatic systems. Okay, and they manually pulled out a bunch of the control rods. Sounds bad. Um, so what did they do with them? They just it just like pulls out. Oh, and then they just stay out, and they can reinsert them if they need to slow down the process. Mm-hmm. So they're just taking out the rod for a little bit. And then it <laughs> yeah, down. and then when yeah. they're ready, they're gonna. Well, they they in. needed the heat to build up. Yeah. So and once one was nice and toasty again, they yeah. can go ahead and just fully insert it back in. That's fair. Um, so at one twenty three, and f- you start getting the seconds because this is important. Uh, in four seconds a.m., they began the experiment. The turbines were shut off. Uh, start, you know, ramping those down. The backup generators were kicked on, um, and the turbines weren't able to keep up with the the coolant flow. Oh no! So what happened? And this is part of the uh-huh. design flaw with uh, the RBMK. I mean, turbines sound pretty. Yeah. So it's RBMK is the thing, and part of the problem was that it had RBMK. Yeah, and it had a positive void coefficient which sounds like the fucking coolest thing but it's very bad positive void coefficient yeah so what happens is my void's definitely negative yeah well that's good because what that means is that if as steam builds up inside 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 yeah inside the reactor the reactor starts to slow itself down like it starts hindering the process how is how is this a metaphor for my sadness uh it's find it (laughs) i can't I'm going to run out of time. So right. um, so the problem with the positive void coefficient is that the water wasn't flowing quick enough. Steam started to build up, and that created a positive feedback loop so that the 
uh, there's basically started the, the reaction started getting more and more powerful rather than slowing down. Um, and oh, because hold they had, on, hold on. it didn't sound like that. It might have sounded like that. Should I close that window? No, nah, we're probably good. Um, nobody cares. Uh, I care. So since the automatic control system basically was disabled, it wasn't able to keep the, uh, you know, the uh, reaction in, in check. So at, it got too hot. Yeah. So at forty seconds, they decided to try to do an emergency shutdown. They, you know, they scrammed it. Um, the problem was, and this is where it starts to get very theoretical, and they didn't have like they couldn't test it because that created a huge power spike which caused the core to overheat, which damaged the fuel rods. Mm-hmm. That the, core damage. The, the fuel rods shattered or fractured in a way that the, the control rods then could not be fully inserted. And because of the way they designed the control rods, uh, they, weren't, they weren't able to insert them far enough in to provide the amount of like hindering that needed to occur. Um, so at that point, the power level of the reactor went to about 30,000 megawatts. Which is about ten times what it's supposed to normally output. Which is over nine thousand. Yeah, it's very large. Um, so there was a as all that steam built up, there was a small explosion which basically blew the roof off the reactor building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like three seconds later, there was a even larger explosion that flung just basically tore the core apart. So you have all this radioactive material going everywhere. You have these graphite rods, which then were exposed to the air. And caught on fire, mm. uh, and shattered, and like like basically went all over the the, the surrounding area, um, and that's part of the big problem. So that all that burning material yeah. threw a bunch of radioactive material up into the atmosphere. So that's where the fallout came from. Um, so there's a this is a quote from a guy who was working that night. Who um, not everyone died. Oh no! Like I mean, there's only 31 people that died, and two how many two, people were working? Uh, I mean, there were like the two people that were like directly working on it died. Really? Yeah, and then wow. ev- everybody else. I mean, they probably died later, but it yeah. was not direct. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a lot of this stuff is like there's so much that they really aren't sure. But how many people? I mean, do you have any rough idea how many people were working? Like, were there when it happened? I don't. Yeah. Um, I just know that two people died in like basically the initial blast, like the initial fallout. Uh, and then in trying to clean it up, 29 people um, were died due to direct, like they could directly attribute it. And then there's probably... But when you say directly attributed, does I'm, that mean like they get, got cancer? Yeah, it? yeah, like like the amount of radiation, like acute radiation poisoning, not okay. like, oh, you got some radiation and you develop cancer later. This okay. is like... Acute radiation? Yeah, okay. this is like you got so a lethal So anyone dose. that developed cancer from it, there's really no Yeah, they, they don't know gauging. that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're trying to do research on that and it's just like unknown. Um, but so Alexander Yuchenko was working that night, and here's a quote from him where he did an interview with uh, Michael Bond in New Scientist magazine. Yeah. Yuchenko? Yuchenko. Yuchenko. It says, from where I stood, obviously this is in probably Russian, but translated, uh, from where I stood, I could see a huge beam of projected light flooding up into affinity from the reactor. Can you do a Russian accent for this? From where I stood, I could see a huge beam of projected light flooding up into infinity from reactor. It was like laser light, caused by ionization of air. It's light bluish, and it's very beautiful. I watched for several seconds. Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah. So that fire burned for in, inside the reactor, burned for several days. The firefighters were able to successfully like put out the fires nearby, um, and that's part of why they died. Um, 
So a lethal dose of radiation is 500 rotgens, which is like the measurement, um, over the course of five hours. That's like enough to kill you. So like 100 per hour. Uh, in the vicinity, direct vicinity of the reactor core, uh, the amount of radiation being put out was about 30,000 rotgens per hour. Mm. Um, so, to Sounds pr- like a place I wouldn't want to be. Right. So the, to, to try to fix this whole thing, they built this giant, large concrete sarcophagus that they put over the side of the reactor. They call it the um, object shelter. Um, that could have a much cooler name. But that's like your large moo-mooed man. Okay, yeah. They put on yes. top of it. Um, I'm back in. I can relate it to something I know now. Yeah, uh, and they established a 30-kilometer, which is about 19 miles, uh, exclusion zone, also called the zone of alienation, which sounds Ooh, s- now that's good. Super dope. I like that. Um, and everybody but 300 people were evacuated. Uh, and there's like a lot of like really cool research they're doing with like wildlife and stuff because there's nobody there. A lot of... Uh, like the breakdown of like. Did they find a fish with three eyes? They probably did. I mean, there's a photo online of like a pig that was born with uh, dipygus or something like that. It's where the like pelvis splits into two pelvises. So it had like. It had like four legs. Well, six legs. Four hind legs. Yeah. Okay. Um, Weird. But yeah, I was watching like a documentary, and there's this like cool thing where like the leaves. And like detritus on the forest floor doesn't break down the way it does in this like I think it's called the red forest, um, and it's because like all the bacteria and like the stuff that normally breaks it down cannot survive because of the low levels of radiation that's still there. Um, so there's a lot of really cool research um, being done in that area. Um, hmm. And this year supposedly they've been working on this like new they call it the new safe confinement. Um, which is supposed to replace the old concrete sarcophagus, which was basically done in two years. It's like a rapid response, um, but it's not super well supported. So they're building a new thing to go over that, and that's supposed to be done later this year, I think. Hmm. Um, but it was also supposed to be done in 2012 and got pushed off for a couple of years, so who knows. Um, that's it? That's, that's everything? Yeah, that's all I have. Wow. But, I mean, I, there's, like, a little bit more I could go into. I mean, my, my interest in this... How much time do we have? Well, probably. We're at, like, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you did good. You did so. your whole topic. Dang. And I learned about Chernobyl. Yeah. And I feel like I was way too jokey on something that I should have been more serious uh, about. But, you My know. interest in this comes from a video game. Yeah. So like, oh, Stalker? Yeah, Stalker. Faces of Chat- Mutated? Uh, Shadow of Chernobyl, but yeah. That's, it, yeah, that was... Based yeah. off of the excellent science fiction story, The Roadside Picnic. Um, and then Based on an actual roadside picnic, which yeah. was delightful. But um, that's the Strugatsky brothers. And right. That's very good. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Tarkovsky film that's based on that. that Criterion Collection? It's coming out in like July. I'm really excited for it. Wonderful. This little plug, free, on the house for the Criterion Collection. Yeah. I don't have any qualms about giving them, especially that movie. Right. Like, give, give Tarkovsky as much free advertising as he needs. Enjoy it, Tarkovsky. I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Enjoy it, Tarkovsky's family. Tarkovsky's estate. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Let's hear a uh, message from a completely real sponsor that gave us real money for recording what we're they recording. They gave us a real copy, and mm-hmm. we're reading that with real words. Yes. And we'll be right back. We'll be after. right back. What do you say? You'll be right back. Oh, yeah. you'll, 
Paul will be right back. I'll be right back, but you'll also be right and back. And no, I'm, I, Nick, will also be right back. It'll after, be good. After this, it might be good. Hey, you, wake up. Don't fall asleep yet. You've got half of the podcast left. And don't fall asleep there. What do you want? The couch? The floor? The driver's seat of a car? You need a bed. And as we all know, the most important part of the bed is the mattress. But you don't want to have to go through that awkward mattress showroom experience. And you don't need some salesman asking you if you're comfortable when their very presence is the thing that's keeping you from getting comfortable. Plus, the mattresses are brand new and they're real stiff. You're not going to get a good night's sleep for months until they're broken in. Well, forget all that. Now, you can order a mattress from the comfort of your own computer. Just go to CasperTheFriendlyMattress.com and choose from a wide selection of pre-owned mattresses. Casper the Friendly Mattress sources only the finest second-hand mattresses from the bedrooms of the recently deceased. So not only do you get a sleep comfort experience unlike anything you've had before, but you also get a human soul bound to the unique combination of memory foam. Let the ghosts of the previous owners sing you lullabies, whisper sweet nothings in your ear, or, with the Poltergeist package, gently rock you to sleep. And now, for just a limited time, you can use the promo code THIMK, that's T-H-I-M-K, to get 15% off your order. That's a deal! Go ahead, try it! The best part is, if you don't like the mattress, you can return it within the first 100 days, though the spirit included may continue to reside within your home. Just visit CasperTheFriendlyMattress.com, and you too could be sleeping like Rosemary's baby. All right, that was a word from our sponsor. Go check them out online. Uh-huh. Or uh, um, not online. Or not online. Depending on where they are available as yeah, described in the app. Hit their P.O. box up. Uh, or uh, just cast your thoughts into the, the, the general atmosphere. Just clasp your hands together, look to the sky, and think really hard. Scrunch up your face, close your eyes, grit your teeth, and, and just think and, as hard as you can. And their product will be bestowed upon you. Like manna from heaven. Y'all ever heard of the secret? The secret. The secret. If you can see it, you can believe it. I don't think that's what the secret is. <laughs> I think that's the, sounds good to me. I think that's the opposite of Ripley's uh, screed. Right? I said screed. I don't, I don't think screed's the word I wanted. I don't believe that. Well, it's believe it, it or could not. Be or right? Not. Ripley's believe it or not. Yeah. What did you say? If you see it, you can believe it. Yeah. Did the. <laughs> Okay. I, I think if, if you dream it, you can bulim it, bulimic. That's definitely not. We should not. Good. Be, this sounds weirdly pro bulimic, which is no. not a like stance I want to position this podcast on. Yeah, don't. But also, like, don't be bulimic. I, I mean, well, like, seek help if you yeah. feel like you have the tendency to. I don't know how to talk about this stuff anymore. Yeah, it's very difficult. Um, so let's talk about something else. Well, uh, while we were on our break and hearing the, and, and, and our audience was hearing uh, the word from our sponsors. Nick was uh, massaging his nipples, I think, in preparation for his topic. No, I wouldn't do that. Sorry, I, I'm mistaken. He was massaging John Kasich's nipples. Yes. Uh, okay, and we were talking about um, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Digimon... Uh, That's what we were into. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what we liked. 
Those were our toys that were cool. You know what these kids today are into? Do you know what these kids are? Are you going like? to talk about fidget spinners? I'm going to oh. talk about fidget spinners. Oh my goodness. Which is something that I'm very psyched to talk about and oh. very psyched to read about. And I was very happy that I spent several early, several hours earlier today just watching sick, rad fucking videos of people doing sick little widget, fidget spinners. Are you leaving? Is everyone leaving? Is, no. I didn't record this alone. Okay. I'm here. I'm spinning my fidget. So tell me what you know about the sick, new, rad, fat, I think they're here to stay, sensation of fidget spinners. Um, the only thing I know is that old people hate them. Yeah. Old people, this podcast is not for you. Chicks dig them. Chicks, this podcast is just for you. Guys want to be like them. Guys, this podcast <laughs> is also for you. Um, and then also, I saw some weird story that may have been debunked about uh, somebody inventing them because they wanted Palestinian kids to not throw rocks at the IDF. Ooh, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's close. Um, which is a, a buck wild. Yeah, because like thought you would particularly like that, which I would totally get into. Yeah, please get into it because I, my gut reaction to reading that is mm-hmm. just like. Why why are you trying to stop? Because when I see a fidget spinner, I don't know about you, but I get it. Because when I see a fidget spinner, I think, like, this is such a dope thing that can bring peace to the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely. Same with fidget cubes. you're not going to, like, fight. Like, you're not going to, like, attack people when you're just spinning your fidget. Yeah. I don't understand why they're giving them... you don't have time to make a bomb, make an IED, learn how to shoot a gun when you're just doing sweet little tricks. Right. But again, I guess my problem politically here, and Mm -hmm. this is going to get some... It's going to be problematic uh, if you're on one side of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, But I guess why would you give them to the Palestinian kids? What? Maybe give them to the IDF soldiers. I feel like maybe the... the, They're for everybody. Yeah. Not according to the story that I saw. What? The story that I saw was just like, let's give them to the Palestinians because they're the ones causing problems. And I'm just like, "Mm, no. That's not what I read. But also, I didn't read that much. I mostly just watched sick-ass videos. But you know what I will say? And nowhere in the videos did I see Palestinian kids, nor Israeli kids, nor any military people doing some sick... Rad fidget spins. So you're saying we should replace the entire military budget? I'm with saying fidget no spinners. more guns, more fidget spinners. Okay. Get rid. Of, who needs a tank? You know, you don't need a tank. You don't need a gun or a knife. You need a fidget spinner. I mean, you're missing. You can't. I guess this visual gag doesn't really play out on a podcast. But I was raising my hand as Nick was naming the cool things about the military, i.e., the tanks, the guns, because um, those are things that I would like. I like those very much. Can you do a sweet trick with a tank? Yeah. Yeah, you Na- absolutely name fucking one can. one tank trick. Dude, there's a fucking place in, like, Texas where you can go rent a tank and just, like, run shit over. Okay, that to me shit does not seem like a trick, but just seems like you're running shit over with a I tank. I feel like it is a trick, I don't... Though. What part of that is a trick? The trick is, like, you're taking things that are in existence and, and are made of solid matter okay. and reducing them to rubble. All right. Well, also so like sk- let's go skateboarding for example, which is another like totally sick, rad, awesome thing. Um, yeah. When people do skateboard tricks, they're not just like laying down their Capri Sun packets and running them over. That's not a skateboard trick. That is not what like an Ollie three sixty. 
2 is. Did you never play the game Skate? No. Because there's like a whole mode where the whole thing is to just break your bones. What's this called? Skate. It was like for the Xbox. Okay, well that's a fake. 360. That's fake. That's all fake. No. Nah. That's none of that's real. I guess they my, haven't even made a game yet about fidget spinners. Well, that's my problems. I feel like Tony Hawk's fidget spinner underground is not going to really sell that many copies. I disagree, man. I think now is the time for Tony Hawk to get his old bony butt in the sick-ass rad world of fidget spinning. You know about Tony Hawk, like, his, like... Riley's dad? No, what? Riley's dad. Tony Hawk, Riley's dad. Riley Hawk? Sure. The father of Riley Hawk I'm is not Tony? talking about his son. I'm, I'm just talking about, like, Because Tony... Riley Hawk fucking loves fidget spinners. Well, I'm sure he does, but you know about... Uh, Tony Hawk's like existential crisis with Mm-mm. being Tony Hawk, right? No. If you go and follow his Twitter account, there's so many stories he has of like being at like the airport and the person just like looking at his passport and looking at him and just being like, "Oh, dude, cool, Tony Hawk, like the skater." And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's me." And they're just like, "That's cool. You have the same name as that skateboarder." And like they just like people don't seem to put it together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, how many people do you know that are named Tony Hawk? Yeah. How do you know? I personally don't know any. So, but I think it's just a thing. But I like, think the problem with that is he's a skateboarder, and you can't bring your skateboard everywhere. Well, you can bring a fidget spinner anywhere. Yeah. Because do you know? Do you know? Do you know what they look like? Yeah, they look like little UFOs. They look like little UFOs. Um, they have a little bearing in the middle, and oh, that's yeah. the part you spin like this with your finger. You spin it, or you spin it, and then um, the the body of it can be made of anything from like brass, stainless steel, titanium, copper. Hey, what's that first one? Brass? Oh, they said breast. Breast. Uh, <laughs> it's just no. like that'd be. I'm, I mean, I we'll get there. Nah, but what I think would be really cool, and, and it's an idea that I'm working on, um, is like pasties, but they're fidget spinners. Hell yeah! Okay, that I can get behind. Yeah, that I can get in front of. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that like a a sex joke? It was just like if you're looking at breasts straight on like you don't want to be behind them because then you're not really seeing them do you normally look at breasts straight on or i thought like it's profile usually from the side yeah i don't think that's the most common way or from the bottom if that's the activity you're doing maybe from the what activity are you doing looking at breasts is that an activity (laughs) yeah i feel like that's a a hobby i feel like appreciating that gets that's creepy too. Man, yeah, all, that all feels weird. Also, weird. saying breasts feels weird. So let's move on. What would you, you rather think call fidget them? spinners are good? I would like to call them fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, come over here. Let me spin them fidgets. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. That was a groan from being into it. Uh, <laughs> do, you th- do you think fidget spinners? Now I'm talking about the real things here. I'm not talking about ladies' breasts. Uh, God, we're, this is going to be a very problematic episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just you lean say into problem. It. I say attic. Toys. <laughs> attic. <laughs> that didn't work. Anyway, do you think fidget spinners could do any good? Do you think they're good for anything? I, we all know that war is okay. not good for anything. I, I mean, do I know where you're going spinners? with this. And I, want, I just think like, I'm going to get out in front of it. I know mm-hmm. where you're going with this. Uh, there is no documented evidence that fidget spinners do fucking anything for people with ADHD or ADD. How about autism and anxiety? I mean, also probably no. I feel like this study's just You're right. Not there, been it's done. no. It's yeah, no. This, there's no Absolutely scientific nothing. <laughs> but if you look it up on Amazon, all of them are like, this will cure you being distracted all the time. Yeah, which is, I mean... We sell pills in stores that are like your dingdo is gonna be your dingdo. Your dingdo. <laughs> what the fuck's a dingdo. You know, but your your bajingas down there, like 
Girls, girls have their bajingo. Guys have a bajingus. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Do you need a fidget spinner to calm down and come back and use real words, Paul? Because here, take mine. I like the idea though that fidget spinners are just being this like panacea. They're, like it just cures all diseases. Yeah. They're just like, oh man, dude, you got you have a heart attack here. Just spin this shit. There is quick. no depression in a world with fidget spinners. Yeah. If you ever feel sad, dude, take out two and get no, it going with both No, fuck that. Hands. I'm not even talking about like tape them to John I'm Kasich's nipples yeah, and get I'm them going. I'm not talking about mental stuff. I'm talking about physical ailments. It's like, mm. oh, your liver is failing, dog. Just like t- do like three spins well, on you- this fidget. I'm sure anyone that thinks that these that fidget spinners have some kind of medicinal like value also believe that like liver failure and cancer is probably just caused by like totally caused by like totally bad vibes, you know? Just like uh, well, negative thoughts cause cancer. It's either that or you just do some cannabis oil. Yeah. Just I think that's the official Do some term. dabs. <laughs> Not the fucking the, the bullshit. Dance. Just do the like the kind of smoking marijuana cool where it feels like it's an illegal dr- like a really illicit drug. <laughs> yeah, you know? not, not, not where the- someone's like, You got a nail, let's get high. And it's like, No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that's why we did this instead of the other stuff. I think that's isn't that what the Panthers lost the Super Bowl like last year? I don't know. Is because they dabbed beforehand. The the drug or the dance? I feel like both. I don't know, but I feel like that might also be people don't like Cam Newton. Is the problem, and there's a lot of racial aspects that play into that. What did Cam Newton do? Oh, he was black. <laughs> oh no, they hate that. Yeah, like, I mean, they saw the fallout for, for Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, but he was. Standing up, and I feel fuck. It goes back to Muhammad Ali, who's also yeah. famous for, you know, basically existing. Um, meanwhile, like fucking fifty-five other players can like c- commit hardcore murder, and that's fine. Yeah, you know the NFL is fucked up, and what they should do instead is just get rid of all sports except for fidget spinning. What if the Olympics was just people from all over the world spinning fidgets? Doing dope-ass tricks. What kind of tricks can you do with a fidget spinner? Is it, is it oh, called dude, a, fidget, you, a spinner? Fid, it's a fidget spinner. I, just feel, I don't want to say that. There's so many syllables. Mm-hmm. We got to come up you with a better a fidge name. Fidge spin. Fidge spin. F spin. FS. F, F spin. Spinny fidge. I like F spin. <laughs> I like F spin, too. Dude. Like, dude, just go do, man, hold up. I'm going to go do a couple rounds of my F spin real quick. Get my blood blood sugar up. Get my blood sugar up. And that is how you fight diabetes along with other diseases or by spinning diabetes. Hold on. There's like two different types of diabetes. And one of them is I think you got too much sugar in your blood and the other ones you don't. Is it? I don't understand. I I have a type du- two then. The kind with the too much sugar. What's the one with the kids? That's juvenile. Is that type one or is that type two? Or is that just kids? I don't know. This isn't about diabetes. This is about fidget spinners. But All right. I'm going to tell you some more stuff about them. Because I don't want to talk about diabetes. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, we just talked about radiation poisoning. I figure. <laughs> yeah. Close I'm, the circle. I'm bringing the levity. You bring the fucking 80s disasters. I mean, you should talk, talk about Howard the Duck next week. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Throwing shade Bazing. at George Lucas. He's bad at movies. Hmm. So, um... We're talking about the origin of them. When do you think they were invented? Uh, my understanding, again, this is, God, I, I wait, I know like too much about this, 
despite not purposely trying to read about it. Yeah. Well, and I purposely tried to read, so I got all yeah, the answers. I, I know that, like, the patent expired. Somebody filed a patent in, like, the 80s. Damn, you're doing pretty good. All right, I'll and cut that, in and that, tell you. And that expired in, like, Catherine Hedinger, a chemical engineer by training. Yes. Fidget spinner by passion. And was initially credited by some news by some news stories to have been the inventor of the fidget spinner. She filed a patent application for a spinning toy in 1993. 93. And I am bummed because I wish they caught on back then. Because that could be a little boy. And fuck that Pokemon. Um, Digimon. Beyblade, dude. I don't want to. Beyblade. Beyblades are dumb. I thought it would be a really cool thing. Like a really cute thing if you were dating someone and it was like pretty serious. And then... You got them as a gift, a Beyblade, which was a Beyblade that had pictures of them on it, and it was like B A E Blade. Yeah, I got yeah, it. I thought that'd be cute. Uh, be but I gotta be you, in a successful relationship. Before it'd be I can creepy use if you one. did that, but with like a like a sword. Like it's like uh, I, I put your face on this yeah, sword. That would do that you would, like it? That would work really well for a very specific kind of relationship, and yeah. very poorly for ninety eight percent. I of put your face on these fifty five kunais. You want to go into the woods and throw them at a stump? Damn. Okay, here's um yeah. <laughs> That's actually very sweet too. I used to know um so I, she I told, get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. I gotta I gotta tell you the rest of this. <laughs> so she so this lady who made him. Yeah, Catherine Catherine her, her fucking story doesn't add up at all. She said she told the New York Post the New York Post that the idea for the toy came when she saw young boys throwing rocks at police officers in Israel. That's good. That's a good thing. Well, she thought she didn't like that. So she wanted, because normally when you see people throwing, children throwing rocks at police people officers. People throwing children? <laughs> if I see people throwing children, I got a lot of problems. Well, well for her, I assume the response would be the same. Because she just wanted to develop a soothing toy that could help children release pent-up energy and promote peace. Because the only thing that's wrong with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in this woman's mind is there's just too much energy in the youth. I feel like weed would also accomplish that. Dude, I think... <laughs> I feel like if we just drop a bunch of that good kush mm. into, like, the Levant area... I think these th- two things pair together like chicken and white wine. However, here's where it doesn't fucking make sense. She told The Guardian... So first she told the New York Post one thing. Then she told The Guardian that the origins of the fidget spinner came when she was suffering from my Anthnia Gravas, which I did not say right now. My aunt's My My ass my <laughs> myasthenia gravis, gravis an is, autoimmune disorder yeah. that causes muscle weakness all right sure she wanted to play with her daughter but she couldn't because of the aforementioned muscle weakness so she started just throwing things together at a newspaper and tape trying to find something to entertain her daughter and she made the world's first fidget spin i have not yeah i didn't hear that one i heard the one it's, about the kids well it's the same lady she just said this um it apparently got kind of popular she started making them at home and selling them at art fairs in florida because of course they caught on first in florida yeah uh she shopped them around to toys and hasbro was initially interested but then market tested them and saw how fucking cool everyone looked playing with their fidget spinners and was like we're the world's just not ready for this Right, so they waited for the patent to expire. So, yeah. 10 minutes. All right. Okay. I, I gave you 15 minutes before on accident. That's fine. Nice, I can handle it. we got plenty of time. I can handle this. I'm a... 
But yeah, so they, they, they like waited for the patent to expire, but also the patent doesn't cover fidget. There's right, a, the patent was until 2004, and they could have renewed, renewed it, but they chose not to. She wasn't like making any money really on it at that point. Right. So I, she was just like, I guess I'm going to let this expire. Exactly. If she had renewed it, it could have gone to like 2014, but she didn't, so it expired in the early 2000s. I can't okay. remember what year specifically. Here's the fucking whole thing, though. So Bloomberg news. Do you like Bloomberg? No. No. How do you feel about Bloomberg in contrast to The Guardian and New York Post? They're all bad. They are all bad. Like, all those are very bad. Like, The Post is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's, like, maybe a step above of The Observer, which is the Jared Kushner. And um, you know what I think lends support to your theory that they're all garbage? They've all published articles about fidget spinners and yeah. the origin of them. I mean, Post is, I guess, like, Post has Sean And King. by garbage, I mean totally fucking radical. Yeah. Guardian's Guardian just publishes like some dude. Guardians of Google? Yeah, Gar- the Guardian just publishes like they have like a quota they have to fill. Yeah, of just like at least two articles a week where somebody just goes, "It's the dang Muslims." That's no. not a. It's weird for them to speak like that because yeah. it's like a like a prospector accent. Yeah, are but they British? They're British. Yeah. So can you do a British prospector? Those don't exist. Mm. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> they might exist. Oh, blimey, governor. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's the dang Muslims. I, 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 that started becoming a Michael Caine. No, I don't know nothing about the chimney sweeps. All I know is it's the Muslims. I know two things in this world, Mary Poppins. It's that I know how to sweep a chimney, and I know that's the damn Muslims' fault. <laughs> Jim chimney true. <laughs> Master Wayne. Muslims are problems. Master Wayne. A problem. I have a story you. to tell you about. That started getting very weird. Uh-huh. Some men... Wait, I can't do it. You can do it. Like a kind. Some mass of wine. Some mass men wine. just want to watch the world burn. Those and all of them all are Muslim. Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like races. God, man. <laughs> this feels weird. Those are not... Those are not the views of of us. Those are the views of, of the, the racist British characters that we have invented as a means to mock the Those Guardian. are the views of the newspaper The Guardian. They, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they put a disclaimer that <laughs> says it's not their views, but like they wouldn't keep publishing that garbage. Interview the CEO of The Guardian. He is a cartoonish chimney sweep. But Isn't, like, I feel like Rupert Murdoch's involved with The Guardian. Probably. I don't want to fact check that. Don't, don't Google Next anything. week we're talking about The Guardian. It's going to be an all Guardian episode. We're learning I'll talk about, about Guardians of the of Galaxy, the paper, Gahul. The Owls of Gahul. The Owls of Gahul, which is the Guardian. Um, okay, but the Bloomberg News article says that all this is bullshit. Yeah. They say that Hettinger isn't the original inventor. They took the patent to two patent lawyers and said the thing she made is not even similar. To right. the thing. They could they couldn't she couldn't even if it were still in existence, she couldn't enforce it. Right, because the thing now that's popular, the little UFO looking thing, is so different than like yeah. what she like had. The, hers didn't have a bearing. It was it? a one piece round device that was made of soft plastic with a dome, which is where you put the finger, and a skirt, which were like little like I don't know, kind of battery shaped things that would spin when you spin spun it around. Okay. So it kinda looked like a carousel. Like a little yeah, tiny. I was thinking like the, the, the swing ride at Yeah. Kind of similar. Uh, Paramounts. Well, no longer. But nothing like the totally sick, rad, awesome UFO plastic brass things that we're spinning on our nipples here right now. Yeah. Um, And her, the woman, the woman, Catherine Hettinger, 
I assume that's how her, I say her name because that's what I've said several times. She acknowledges that there is no direct connection between her own spinning toy and these sick, rad-ass, awesome fidget spinners. And she does not make any claim on being the inventor of the project. Telling Bloomberg News, let's just say I'm claimed to be the inventor. You know, Wikipedia claims or something like that's that. That's like a... F- she said in a very sardonic tone. Yeah, that's a fucking... fucking that is like literally Wikipedia. a Fry and Laurie bit. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's like, Mr. New, you claim to be able to bend spoons. He's like, I never claim. You claim. <laughs> you said I bent a spoon. Okay, there was another guy, because they're trying to figure out, because this is the hard-hitting journalism. A lot's going on in the world, and we need to know where fidget spinners where came they from. Where they came from? Why Why you buy them at every gas station? So, NPR was looking into this back in also May. Also trash. Scott McCuskey. McCuskery. Scott McCoskery describes how he invented a metal spinning device in 2014 to cope with his own fidgeting in IT meetings and conference calls. God. And I looked at it. It looks like like if the Bionicles made a bottle opener. Like, it's very Hell sharp, yeah. and kids should not have it. Man, we should have just talked about Bionicles for 30 minutes. I'd yes. fucking love to do that. All right. We've <laughs> got a lot of ideas for the future. Tweet at us and tell us which ones you want to hear, and then we'll do different ones. Do you, uh, would you like to hear more about uh, racism let's in, save, news, let's, let's in save newspaper this for publications? The end. I want to get through this. Um, <laughs> uh, he apparently probably went on fucking Reddit and was like, look at this cool thing I made. And all the fucking other IT nerds were like, oh, that's awesome. And he started selling them online. He called it the Torque Bar. The, tor- the, twerk- the Torque Bar. Torque Bar? Torque. T-O-R-Q. U-E. Bar. Oh, okay. No, no U-E. Uh, right, because you got to drop some letters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then uh, some guy in Forbes said that it was the must-have office toy of 2017, God, which is so the lamest fucking thing I've ever heard. I mean, the coolest also, fucking thing I've Forbes ever heard. Forbes is also garbage. But also, don't try and take this sick-ass, rat-ass kid phenomenon and then take it to your boring IT departments and your stupid offices. God, it's like the... In the, late March, the best time of 2017 in my opinion is when people on youtube and reddit my two favorite websites started uploading uploading video reviews of fidget spinners and sweet ass tricks onto the internet uh the boston globe said uh they'd finally entered the mainstream and also the fidget cube started but the way i feel about the fidget cube is like the fidget spinner is like a skateboard and the fidget cube is like just a board is like a three-wheel bicycle you know it's so it's really funny because the cube like as far as like hype goes the cube started first yeah like the cube got had like a kickstarter yeah, it looks like a dumb cube like a yeah but there it was like, like a, a deformed was, lame die yeah but there was cool a kickstarter UFO. that they raised money for and they were like producing the cubes and then they had some sort of um quality issue or something yeah. with them so they reject shit so, so they rejected the shipment and then they people think that the the chinese company that they contracted to make them just started selling them on their own yeah and that's like why the cube started getting around and then people got mad and now those don't really exist no nope. no one gives a shit fucking lame because it's a cube and here's where i take personal offense a cube killed your parents no the, the spinner so killed like, your parents so like last month you know Results are spiking. You know, like people Googling fidget, fidget spinners. spinners is spiking. Amazon's got them on the top 20 best selling list. They're like number one but now. But that's what everyone says. Yeah, of course they're number one now. 
But that's when pe- these journalists start coming out and they're saying, oh, it's just a fad. It's like flipping water bottles. What? I mean, how, you, how are you... Tell me right now how you're even going to compare the sick-ass world of fidget spinners to flipping a water bottle. That's like saying planking and dancing are the same. I feel like one of those goes back a lot longer than the other. I feel like maybe people were dancing in like, oh, I don't know. What I'm saying is fidget spinning has an art to it. And And people have been fidgeting and spinning, but they finally came together. The problem is is that you can't really, I mean, I guess you can do some cool tricks, Mm -hmm. but you just spin them. There's not really much you can do. Well, you know, Uh, teenagers, you know, have them in all the schools. Apparently, kids are like taking them. And trading them, and they're selling them. It's like Pokemon cards meets Yu-Gi-Oh cards meets those weird little wor- like furry worms on the silk string that you did tricks to into the dark. Uh, Holy and pogs. shit! <laughs> oh my god! Yep, think about those. You had one. I didn't, but fuck. Yeah. Okay. God, are we gonna bring back? Uh, what's the contact juggling? Let's bring that back. Yeah. Like the things that help you see better, juggling those. No, 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 no. Like, we, like rather than throwing the balls in the air, you, you'd, like, do the cool, like, like, okay, you know the movie Labyrinth. Yeah. Where the where David Bowie does that crazy shit. With no, I can only ball. remember his ridiculous cod piece. I mean, dick. Uh, okay. Well, but he does this, like, crazy, like, he does, like, a bunch of tricks with the ball where he, like, spins it on his hand. That's contact juggling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last thing I'm going to say is just... So, school districts are banning them. Some are saying they're helping students with ADD and attention problems. Some are saying, like, they make noise, they're visually distracting, like, they shouldn't be in a classroom, they're toys. And they're banning People them. People say that about, like, women, though, in, <laughs> in fucking classrooms. Exactly. So, um, there's a lot of different views out there. I get why fucking, you know, people I mean, that I, work in schools, lame teachers and administrators and people that have very hard work that don't get paid very much teaching children that just want to spin cool little UFO rad spinners all day. But they're banning them That's for being distracting. And do you remember, I just want to touch back to the original thing, do you remember why Pokemon cards were banned? Like, when... We're in school. When I was in elementary school. devil worship. Yeah. Pokemon cards were banned because they were devil worship. Which is I, I remember someone telling me if you, like, ripped a Pokemon card in half, black ooze would come out of both sides, and then you could hold it over a flame and, like, summon a demon. And I believed that shit because I was in third grade. Hold on. That's such an easily testable thing, though. Yeah. But Fuck. you didn't want to, because then if you tried it and a devil actually did appear, you're going to hell forever. I mean, just fucking rip up, like, a shit-ass card, dude. Just, like, like don't take your Charizard. Like, that'd be bad. But, like, take, take like, a, I don't know, fucking Kakuna. Just tear that shit up and put it over the flame. Summon that Kakuna into the real world. But at least... I'll be your friend. And, and you would do that. And you would rip a Kakuna in half. Yes. And you would think, like, maybe... Black ooze will come out, and maybe a demon will appear. Yeah, this and all I'll sounds learn extreme. how to play this guitar. So much fucking doper than a plastic spinny thing, right? But I mean, I get it. I like if it helps you, like if it personally helps you with your ADHD or ADD or your diabetes or bulimia or whatever. 
various things people are using them to cure like fine you know like the the power of suggestion goes a long way so like yeah people pop sugar pills all the time thinking to give them biggest dickest but you know (laughs) all right that doesn't happen it doesn't happen and you can't even use fidget spinners as rad and sick as they are to summon demons and we now should, we should be able to. Let's talk about what we learned today. What did you learn? What did I learn? I have to go I guess first. I, I I'll go first. I'll go first. first. Oh, man, all right. What did I learn? I learned that um, children love to throw rocks at cops. <laughs> which I commend those children. That's good. That's just uh, like cops in general. Yeah, all. You're cops. pro throw ro- rocks at cops. Of course you are. I'm not like disagreeing. No, just, yeah, I, I mean, just it's just like people, people are just like, oh, well, it's just a few bad apples. Like, no, the whole police state is bad. But like, well, we can talk about this later. Um, Next week's episode: fascism. Fascism. The rise of fascism. Fascism and Fasc- guardians of ghoul. Fascism. No, fascism and bionicles. Fascism <laughs> and you. Uh, learning to understand your body at a young age. Um, so, like, all right, cops. Love to get rocks thrown at them. Uh, some lady lied to newspapers because she probably can make some. I'm sure she got some sort of. I think she was like, "Well, this isn't obligation. really my thing," and they're like, "Just make a statement." She's like, "All right, I don't yeah. remember it. It was 20 years ago." Wikipedia is very easy to edit and cl- make cl- various claims that you don't have to back up in court. Um, she started like a Kickstarter, I think, where she said, uh, it claimed by Wikipedia to be the inventor of the fidget spinner, which is a hilarious thing because like somebody could easily just go take that right out of Wikipedia. Um, uh, what else did I learn? I learned that, um, if you rip Pokemon cards in half and put them over fire, you'll summon a demon. It doesn't actually work. Well, fuck. Or I would use it to get a lot more listens to this podcast. Yeah, shit. God, man. Why'd you do that? Okay, so I learned that, and then I guess I learned that that also is false. And if it's F5 things? No, I have one more thing. Okay. Um, the other thing that I learned that I thought was pretty good, um, and it's important, uh, is that uh, pretty much all news sources are bad. <laughs> yeah. The New York Post is bad. The, the Guardian's, Guardian's bad. terrible. Bloomberg is bad. Forbes is bad. NPR? Not NPR good. bad. Was, is there another one? There's I, the observer is bad. Yeah, there's tons. The only good news source is, uh, yeah, is our this podcast. podcast. <laughs> We're the only news. We give you, we give it to you real. We give it to you hard. We give it to you fast. I would say we give it to you softly and delayed. <laughs> delayed. <laughs> I don't know. How do you give it to somebody delayed? Well, you do, and then you wait like two weeks to put it out. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like we put like a delay effect on oh, like the whole episode. Harold, can we do that? I could totally do that. Do you think it would sound good? No. Sound awful. <laughs> okay, we might not do it that. It turns then. out the human voice doesn't really work. Like, especially constant talking does not work like a guitar. So we can't get like a sweet like Zeppelin, like Dazed and Confused thing? I see. I was thinking like a... like. Uh, uh, pride and communication the name of love. breakdown. What by you two? Uh, I don't like. I don't listen to that band. God damn it! 
All I know is Sunday, bloody Sunday. I'm going to talk about... That's another topic I could bring up. There's already a podcast called You Talking You Too. Yeah, and I, I, you they talking probably you two know to me? more, and they, they did actual interviews. I, look, I want to do an actual interview with you too. Okay. Let me have this. Yeah, see if you can get Bono on to teach us something. I'll talk to Bach Bacherman. And hot saucerman. Hot, hot, hot saison. <laughs> All right, so I talked about things that I learned. What did uh-huh. you learn? Okay, uh, tell I, me about them. You, you gave me a lot of Russian places and numbers that I'm gonna try and remember. Um, it so doesn't matter how the bat. You so Prit Prat is on the border of the Ukraine. How much of that is right? It's in Ukraine. It's in Ukraine, but it's near the border. It is near the border. Yes. Okay, so that is one thing that I learned. A second thing that I learned. Um, two people died immediately in Chernobyl. Yes. And then, like, what was it? 29 people died? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, nice. you remember that. I remembered those That numbers. was, like, a long time ago, but you got that you got that good memory. Yeah. You got that from the fidget spinning. I did. Uh, I learned that... Uh, even though Mr. Burns in The Simpson is in Simpsons is portrayed as a very miserly, out of touch character, he's probably using a more um, up to date and safe sort of nuclear power plant than Chernobyl. I feel like that's also. I feel like that might actually be false. I feel like a, <laughs> a lot of the jokes. And again, this is not from a Simpsons aficionado or enthusiast. But I feel like a or lot someone of, who's ever seen yeah, more than an episode. Yeah, but I feel episode. like a lot of the jokes. I wrote a paper about nuclear power in college, and I feel like one of the things I brought up was that The Simpsons like really helped to uh, put forth the idea that nuclear power is like cannot be trusted because people saw Homer yeah getting fat and using a a, a drinky bird to do well, his job and people okay. are just like this is what nuclear power plants are like yeah they well i think unsafe. it's funny because they were like parroting that but also they're parroting the idea of like the atomic family or like satirizing like the nuclear family that so much had been portrayed in prior media the only nuclear family i care about is a boy and his dog <laughs> they're not a family have you seen the end of that movie yeah really my uh parents my mom always say that's the worst movie she's ever seen that's, she hated wrong, man, it. What the fuck's wrong with your mom? Uh, she likes Star Wars, not a boy and his dog. Tell her to watch uh, Solo or 120 Days no, of Sodom. I will not tell anyone unless someone gets to a point where they're like, I want to watch something really fucked up and sad. I just figured like, if your, mo- your mom needs a new baseline for a worse movie. <laughs> I don't think that's the way I, I mean, it's a good, then. it's supposedly a good film from like okay, a fourth thing I learned. Level. I'm on four, right? Sure. I'm not taking movie recommendations from you because they're always either Batman versus Superman or Sallow. Hey, uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, Ultimate Edition, please. Donna Justice Ultimate Edition. Okay, it's like two percent better. And five, um, it's like two percent better, but like thirty percent longer. Hey, I'm not dignifying that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fifth thing I learned? Well, I mean, you learned a lot about radiation. I did learn a lot about radiation, and how, as it turns out, it will not turn you into a cool superhero with really sweet powers no. that spring from the circumstances in which you were exposed to it, but mostly will just kill you yeah. from poisoning or cancer yeah, later on. Just like your and body, then no one will care about your body that. Your body dies, your hair falls out, and uh, it's not good. Yeah. So overall, I feel like that is something I should have known before, but now I didn't, and now I know. And uh, I am, I'm going to stay away from 
all sorts of radiation now. Well, good luck, because uh, it's everywhere. Where? Everywhere. I mean, technically, light is radiation. Wow. I'm, I don't like... I feel very... Okay, we got to finish this, because I need to go be in the dark <laughs> in a cabin forever. far away. Sorry, this is the last episode of Thame, because Nick can no longer use electricity. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens next week, uh, when we'll talk about... If we talk about... I'll be talking about the French Revolution. Cool. I'm definitely doing Bionicles. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch all those VHSs that came with, like, Happy Meals and really get deep into the Bionicles lore. had VHSs with Happy Meals? I'm pretty sure. I remember that there was, like, a brief thing where if you ordered a Pizza Hut pizza, they'd give you a DVD. It might have been Burger King, but I feel like there was definitely a Bionicles partnership with something. It's definitely McDonald's if there was one. It might have been. Yeah, it probably was. But uh, I'll, I'll look into that, and then I'll have more information next week. Hell yeah. Until then. Uh, Signing off. We should plug stuff. Uh, oh, we should plug stuff. Yeah. Let's plug like this. I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing anything right now. So let's just plug. Uh, Harold, you got any two weeks? You got anything? Two weeks would be, uh, this will be the uh, end of May. End of May? Okay, so we don't, <laughs> we don't really got a lot for the end of May. Check out. I mean, I, I've. Check out Sweet Lil the band L I L. Check out um, check out Space Law for Paul. Yeah, check out Space Law. Uh, we got a Facebook page. We got Bandcamp. We're trying to book shows at some point, but that you know that's difficult to do because you have to talk to people. You can't just show up at places and play music. Unfortunately, yeah. I feel really out of place right now, not having a band or being part of anything musically. I never have. I mean, except since middle school when I played. Uh, trombone but i'm willing to join a ska band uh i don't have to play trombone i have a guitar i know nick's, a few power nick's chords. trying to put together a sum 41 tribute band i would be Halloween. very into doing some 42 a nerdcore sum 41 cover band like it's all sum 41 songs but about uh like set in the hitchhiker's guide <laughs> universe yeah it's really hard to ra- to rhyme zaphoid people procs but we thought, well, no, it's actually not that hard. Yeah, it's pretty easy. But I need someone's help. So if anyone wants to join my band or wants me in their band. Or wants to book a show for <laughs> the band. Yeah. Or just book me and just give me like half an hour to an hour to just, I'll come up with something. Wear a barrel and talk about the end of the world. Yeah. People are into that shit. So. I, got, I got a megaphone. All right. Oh, yeah. Till then, till we have uh, more going on. Stay tuned. Uh, goodbye. Theme. We. I feel like there should be a catchphrase. They should. There. Keep on thinking. Keep thinking. Live free and die thinking. <laughs> I feel like that's it. Think is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're gonna get. That uh, one's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you got a tough idea what you're gonna get. Don't. Don't. Cause like Life's Themes a garden Dig it I thought you were going to say Themes a bitch And then you die Yeah (laughs) Alright that's it That's it (laughs) Alright Themes a bitch And then you die Bye everybody Bye bye